You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Tim Beeren along with Matt Wilcom, located currently here in one of my parishes in southeast Minnesota, St. Charles Borromeo. The beautiful Diocese of Winona, Rochester, located here currently right on the cusp of the Whitewater State Park. It's 13 degrees, yet the sun is out, the Lord is present. So we're grateful that you have taken the time to be with us today. And uh, our next guest is uh, uh, a professor at Boston College University. He's written several books, I mean, I think several dozen books, very prolific uh, one of my favorite authors personally, we're going to be talking about, in this time, the Psalms. Wisdom from the Psalms, that is. And we're going to be diving into how those prayers, those beautiful hymns, uh, those, those words set to music way, way back, thousands of years ago, can have an impact for us here and now today. Dr. Peter Kraft, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hello. And uh, just tell us a little bit more about yourself. I gave a little bit of a, a thumb sketch uh, bio for you, but maybe if you could flesh that out a little bit more. Well, I'm an absent-minded philosophy professor with ADD. I teach at BC. I've written the scads of books. I don't know exactly why. Uh, <laughs> and this is one of my favorites simply because the Psalms are one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Uh, I find that uh, if I realize that I'm a dwarf, I stand on the shoulders of giants and I see very far. And, uh, of course, the Bible is the biggest giant of all. Absolutely. And uh, tell us a little bit about your book, Wisdom from the Psalms. Why why did you decide to write this book? Out of love. uh, I have fallen in love with the Psalms because the more I use them, the more I uh, appreciate them. At first, they seemed to be uh, just uh, a few examples of pretty good poetry immersed in a lot of more primitive things and sometimes questionable things. And yet, the more we actually use them uh, in prayer, uh, the more we notice that they're forming us in in the image of Christ, uh, who used the Psalms. Christ and his apostles, like uh, the Jews for 3,000 years, and like Catholics for 2,000 years, uh, incorporate the Psalms into their private prayers and public liturgies. And what more specifically do you focus on in this book regarding the Psalms? Well, there's no one specific focus. It's all over the place, as the Psalms are. Uh, I guess the focus is um, Catholicity in the sense of universality. The Psalms are for everybody for every emotion, for every situation, for every uh, mood, for every personality. You can find something that uh, uh, is spiritually online with you uh, in, uh, in the Psalms, I guarantee it. And as we know, the, the Psalms are prayers, and I believe the tradition tells us that they were written by King David, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what, do the, what do the Psalms teach us about prayer? The same thing Christ teaches us about prayer. Contrast here uh, Hindus and Buddhists who have techniques for prayer, yoga methods, uh, meditation methods, 
neither Christianity nor Judaism have uh, uh, much of a concentration on methods. They give you prayers, model prayers, ideal prayers. Uh, the most perfect one, of course, being the Lord's Prayer itself, which summarizes really just about all that's in the Psalms. There's an interesting uh, cover, and I'm not sure if you designed it yourself or if you had some assistance with the cover of the book, but I just wanted to have you share with our um, listeners that the two words that stand out the most are wisdom psalms, and then, of course, you add the from the, so wisdom from the psalms. Why did you decide to to express it in that regard? I don't know. Uh, I'm not good at reflecting on why I do things. I just rush ahead and do them. Uh, <laughs> I guess because I find that the Psalms are indeed profound wisdom, uh, and I look at myself after using the Psalms and compare that with what I was before I used the Psalms, and I say, what I have gained is a wisdom from a source that's way beyond me. Uh, These are written mostly by King David, but uh, ultimately God is the primary author. He's like a, a writer who's writing about a writer. Certainly, that is a great reminder for all of us. Um, our last uh, interview was done with um, Dr. Heron from Mount Marty uh, University in Yankton, South Dakota. And at the end of the interview, he had talked about how Jesus himself, and you, you obviously illustrated that at the beginning of our interview here and also in the book, but how Jesus um, was praying the Psalms as he was expiring on the cross. Can you speak more to that? That's a spectacular example of how the Psalms are appropriate to every situation in life, including dying, including suffering, including uh, ignorance. Uh, Some of the most terrifying words ever spoken were his words on the cross, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? His faith knew that his father hadn't forsaken him, but he certainly felt as if he were totally forsaken. And even there, there was a psalm that expressed that, that uh, reinforced his faith without taking away the the agony which he had to suffer. We're speaking this morning with Dr. Peter Kreeft on Real Presence Live. Wisdom from the Psalms is the new book uh, from Ignatius Press. Uh, Ignatius.com is the website if you'd like to check it out. Uh, I'm Matt Wilkham, by the way, along with Father Tim Buren. And uh, Dr. Dr. Kreeft, I had a a chance to uh, review this uh, a little bit and also... Uh, real, I, I, I just zeroed in on a particular psalm, and it's all it's one that we're almost everyone is familiar with, even if you're not Christian, and that is uh, the very next psalm after 22, which is isn't usually known actually, uh, uh, as you point out, as Psalm 23, but it's known more familiarly as the 23rd psalm, and it, because it's I think it's. It's so prominent in so many people's lives. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, just as an example of how you're able to uh, reflect deeper and bring people into a, a greater understanding of what these psalms are actually saying, can you talk a little bit about the misunderstanding regarding the 23rd psalm that so many of us have uh, about the Lord being a shepherd and uh, whether, you know, which which I guess which uh, is is more dominant the the lordship of Christ or or Christ or, or or God being brought down to the level of a shepherd well the title of this psalm uh, the 23rd psalm uh, is not given in scripture it comes from tradition 
uh, it's a personalizing of something that sounds impersonal. A number is impersonal. But uh, uh, this this psalm is written by someone who had a very intimate personal relationship with God, and it uh, encourages and and grows our very intimate and very individual and very personal relationship with God, that relationship of, of total trust no matter what. Uh, what most people get out of the psalm, and this is not wrong, is that the Lord is a shepherd who uh, does not use the sheep but loves the sheep and takes care of the sheep and dies for the sheep. Uh, and, of course, we are the sheep shepherd and Christ is the sheep. But uh, it's the Lord that is the shepherd. So the feeling of chumminess, the feeling of, of comfort and security, uh, is not the most uh, prominent and shocking thing about this psalm. Uh, the most prominent and shocking thing is that this is the Lord, the, the Creator, the Almighty, uh, the, the infinitely transcendent and holy one, who is this intimate shepherd who gives himself up for us. It's a kind of a uh, almost a, a symbolic preview of the Incarnation. I love how you drill down on, on each phrase within this psalm as well, and each phrase is a, a, a direct consequence of that first phrase, the Lord is my shepherd, for example, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Can you explain that for us? I mean, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of, as you say, chummy feelings and feelings of comfort, like, oh, God cares about me a lot, but what is this, what is this really saying? What it's really saying is what is summarized in one of the most wonderful and paradoxical and frankly hard to believe but precious uh, verses in the Bible, Romans 8.28, that all things work together for good uh, to those who love God. Obviously not all things are good. There are terrific sufferings, there are terrific sins, but through repentance even sins can be used by God for our ultimate good. Everything. Because he's the Almighty. He is the Creator. And then the, the phrase, I, I should say, the one right immediately before that, I shall not want. Does this, does this mean that uh, I'll have all of my needs taken care of, ever, all of my desires, everything that I, I want in life? Am I going to have a perfect life because the Lord is my shepherd? Well, the word want in Old English was an objective word, not a subjective word. It meant needs, not desires. We obviously often desire foolish things, uh, evil things even, uh, but our true needs are always taken care of by God. How, how could it be anything other than that? He, he has no limits to his power, no limits to his love, and no limits to his wisdom. So he's able to do anything, and what he wants, above all, is what is absolutely best for us, and he knows exactly what that is. So there's no possible uh, obstacle to it. And then finally, my last question about this, uh, the 23rd Psalm, the connection between the Lord being my shepherd and what Jesus says about this topic of shepherding in, I believe it's the, the Gospel of John. Well, the paradox is that the shepherd exists for the sheep rather than the sheep for the shepherd. Uh, in, in our lives, we use sheep and we use the whole world. Uh, and unfortunately, we tend to use other people as if they were things. Uh, but God does exactly the opposite. He serves. Uh, and when he fully manifests himself, when, when the nature of the infinite and perfect God is most completely manifested in Christ, 
It's manifested by his death, by his service. Uh, the disciples must have been astounded when he washed their feet, which was the job of the lowest slave. He says, have you seen what uh, uh, what that means? I am I am your Lord. Uh, and that was what, what we must do, too. We must be like that. Excellent. We've been speaking this morning with Dr. Peter Kreeft on Real Presence Live. He has written a new, a wonderful new book, Wisdom from the Psalms. And Dr. Kreeft, we are just about out of time here. Where can people get the book, Wisdom from the Psalms? Ignatius.com website uh, or, any, or Amazon.com. I'd like to put a little plug in also for your book that if somebody is just beginning to get into their, their prayer life is to also uh, check out your book, Prayer for Beginners. This would probably be an excellent book uh, to read even prior to reading uh, your new book. Um, so I just, I'm kind of like a kid in a candy store uh, interviewing you right now because I absolutely um, follow you. Um, I've, I've been to your talks, uh, you know, at several locations and have read many of your books. And so I'm just so grateful that you've been able to join us today. Oh, thank you. It's one beginner speaking to other beginners. Oh, God bless you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, we've been so blessed to have Dr. Peter Kraft on with Wisdom from the Psalms. Check it out, Ignatius.com. Thanks again, Dr. Kraft, for joining us on Real Presence Live. Thank you. God bless you and your work. God bless you. Up next, we'll be continuing the conversation on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more next. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. 
This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for joining us for two hours here on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham. I'm joined by Father Tim Beeren, and we're here at Father Beeren's, one of his parishes, St. Charles Borromeo Parish in St. Charles, Minnesota, where he is pastor. You're also, Father Beeren, your pastor in Elba at St. Aloysius and at Holy Redeemer in Iota. And uh, recently you, we had a TV mass filming in, in Elba at St. Aloysius, and uh, I wasn't able to be there, but uh, we've been getting a lot of positive feedback from viewers saying, oh, I love, love the masses from, from Elba at St. Aloysius. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely. It's a great ministry to provide for people, um, especially now we notice there are more homebound people, certainly, um, with restrictions and different parts of our listening area. Of course, that means something different, um, but specifically here in Minnesota um, with some of the restrictions in place. But uh, uh, it is good to be able to provide that ministry for so many. And I want to say thank you, Matt, to you and your team, because you have made uh, the TV mass more available. So, uh, you know, here, I'm just going to have you put a little plug in, actually, for our TV masses. So when you got here to the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, as the Director of Communications, what did it look like? And be please not so humble and just be, <laughs> be full of a little pride right now and share how that has developed. Well, when I arrived here a couple of years ago, we were in two markets, Rochester, uh, which also includes some of northern Iowa, uh, and then also Mankato. And we weren't really getting adequate coverage along the Mississippi River for our televised mass, so that includes Winona, our, our own diocesan see. Um, I wasn't able to get our TV mass over the air. The channel just didn't come in. And so I thought, well, this is not good. <laughs> and uh, we also weren't taking care of our folks out in the western part of the diocese, um, in the you know, Pipestone, Luverne. Uh, we weren't fully covering fo- folks in Worthington. Uh, making that TV mass available to them. And so uh, we were also going through a difficult time in the early stages of bankruptcy, uh, which we were, we were trimming our, our belt, tightening our belt, so to speak. And so I, I came to these stations and I said, we, we need to not be paying as much as we are. Some stations were willing to, you know, they were very understanding, willing to work with us. Some weren't. And, and those that weren't, we, we had to move away from it. So we had to make a, a we went through a couple of di- rounds of this, of renegotiating these TV contracts and, and then changing stations, particularly in Rochester. But we finally got to a place where I, I felt like we were paying uh, a, a good, just amount uh, per week using our donor dollars to the best of our, our ability, uh, you know, not, not only to answer to them, but ultimately to our Lord. Uh, whose church this is. And so we were able to now go from two markets to actually we're now in seven markets. Um, and uh, I, just, I just recently learned that uh, you could even count that to be eight now because one of the stations that we're on was bought out by another station out in South Dakota. <laughs> and so we, uh, we just added another full power signal out there in eastern South Dakota in addition to to Sioux Falls, uh, and so Mitchell covering also as far west as I believe uh, Chamberlain, that area, along the Missouri River, uh, and that's just for over-the-air coverage, you know, that's not counting cable, uh, and so we're 
I, I never knew how important this TV mass would be when I first came here. But during this pandemic, it's become so vital uh, to so many different people in so many different places. Um, people from as far away as northeast Nebraska uh, send us notes of thanks uh, along with donations, and we're very grateful for that. So we're heard all the way from Nebraska up to northeast Wisconsin, or northwestern Wisconsin now, and it, uh, including now the Twin Cities market because we weren't serving those people in our diocese of Winona, Rochester, who get their TV primarily from that market. And uh, up until that point, we were, we were still under the original budget, which I, I was very proud to. You said to be proud, yes. not to be too humble. But, um, but until, the, until we got into the Twin Cities market, um, we were still under the original budget. And uh, it only took a, a, a little bit more to get us into the Twin Cities market. And so many people have so many connections with our diocese in the Twin Cities market that um, that has been just a wonderful thing for us. Uh, it's expanded our viewership uh, by over, over now two, two and a half times. And um, so it's, uh, it's been a bright spot in a very difficult time for our diocese, I, sh- I, I would say. I would say it is a phenomenal bright spot. And thank you, you know, for all of the ways that you're doing the ministry. And of course, we need to thank our Bishop John Quinn because of his leadership uh, leading us through these times. And he has found uh, phenomenal ways, uh, of course, to continue to minister to us and to be safely with us when he is able. Um, of course, Real Presence Radio is out there as well. And, you know, at the very beginning when Real Presence Radio came down here to southern Minnesota, um, it was newer, of course, in in your listening area. It may have been around for a while, but this is new for us. And so I think we've been around for a a couple years now. And and what a blessing that has become. And I... uh, I grew up in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, but I grew up on a farm four hours from Winona. So the diocese is rather long, but what is a joy is that when I'm on Interstate 90, which we nicknamed the Bishop's Highway for us in the diocese, (laughs) that I can actually listen to Real Presence Radio now the entire way. So when I get close to home, I pick it up in Sioux Falls. So uh, so certainly a great joy. And, And for you listeners, you know how Real Presence Radio continues to be the light in the darkness. And so we're grateful for how you also benefit at us because it costs money, of course, to run our radio uh, programming. And so we're grateful that, that we can provide our local programming uh, every day, you know, Monday through Friday for these uh, two hours. And of course, uh, to be uh, syndicated again uh, later on the weekend. So, and certainly you get everything. Um, I, I just love, you know, what we are able to provide. And, you know, speaking of going back to that, the, the televised mass, a little bit along with promoting that early on in this pandemic, I was so grateful to be able to, uh, to, to promote Real Presence Radio's masses that were being offered. Uh, we, we, were, we were doing it the first part of each, practically each episode of Real Presence Live from these different churches, including this one. Uh, we, would, we would offer that live mass to people because at that time, public masses were suspended. And so... Real Presence Radio has been a great partner in coming alongside the church, especially during this time when we're, uh, people have been unable to uh, or perhaps uh, not felt comfortable coming back into a public setting such as a worship space uh, to be able to provide this type of spiritual nourishment from afar. I mean, this is the ultimate social distancing media 
channel or venue. It's uh, an amazing thing. And you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham. Father Tim Buren is here with me. We're here at the Church of St. Charles Borromeo. And well, I'll talk a couple minutes about Advent. Father, how has your Advent been going? You just had Gaudete Sunday. Are you rejoicing still? I, you know, I am actually. And my personally, my Advent has been going very well. And I think what has helped is that uh, to be very... Um, uh, direct and involved in the lives of our people to the best of my abilities. Um, you know, about a week ago, I, you know, on a Sunday, I went with a personal speaker system that is battery powered, and I went to homebound parish members, rang their doorbell, set the speaker on the stoop, and sang Christmas carols as oh, a soloist, awesome. <laughs> not necessarily being able to have. Uh, you know, a full choir. And literally every single person invited me to come into their home, but for the safety of the next person, I had to, to decline that. So certainly um, those that are homebound right now are really desiring to be with people. And so we're finding ways that we can creatively uh, bring them the Advent message of patiently waiting. Uh, so not only are we patiently waiting for the coming of Christ at Christmas, not only are we patiently waiting for him for his second coming, but we're also patiently waiting for a vaccine. Uh, so there's certainly a lot of different symbolism that can be found in the midst of this pandemic. But uh, what is beautiful is that our faith continues to be lived out uh, in ways. Now, you mentioned one of my parishes is St. Aloysius in Alba. It's what we unofficially know as a oratory parish. So in other words, it's not a um, regular Sunday mass, unfortunately. Um, we use it for weddings and funerals primarily. And so the other two parishes, uh, there's three masses that I have on the weekends, and we have been averaging about 300 at our masses on the weekend. So certainly normal times are probably 700, but, um, but I feel um, confident that we'll be able to continue to reach out to those people. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, I know I hear the the spots on the radio, on the Real Presence Radio here in our local area of Rochester and Winona and southern Minnesota, you talking about different ways to worship safely, and uh, it's inspiring me to, to know that there are pastors out there like, like you who are doing everything that they can to serve the spiritual needs of their flock. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Up next, Pope Francis just made a special announcement dedicating this coming year to guess who? We'll discuss this next on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. <music> 